Hi and welcome to The Final Whistle, your number one sports show on Spotify in Singapore. I'm Deepan. And I'm Firdaus. Firdaus, a big one today. Uh, when this is out, it's game day one of the 2022 Singapore Premier League season. Uh, and today's guest is one player that almost every fan in the league is looking forward to watching in person. Uh, it'll come quite possibly when Haugang face the defending champions sailors on Sunday. Uh, it might come later, but I'm going to leave you to introduce him to the show today. No problem. He is someone who has had a remarkable career around the globe. You know, he's played in Turkey, he's played in the highest level in Brazil, was a key part of promotion winning side in the English Championship with Crystal Palace. And now here he is in Singapore, in our own studio. It is Haugang midfielder Andre Moritz. Welcome, man. Thank you, Firdaus. Thank you, Dipan. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here in the program, in the show, in Final Whistle. Uh, I hope we can make a good show and let's feel comfortable and chat a little bit. Yeah, but welcome to Singapore, like uh, Firdaus mentioned. First and foremost, how is life in Singapore? It's nice, man. It's nice. Uh, before we came here to Singapore, me and my wife, we searched a lot, but uh, we surprised positively, you know. Uh, we thought we could struggle a little bit when we we planned to come over here, but actually the life has been uh, grateful for us. I mean, all the gods been blessing us mm -hmm. for the last uh, seven to eight weeks, so we are really really happy over here. You know, usually when um, foreign players come to to the studio or to Singapore football, uh, I will ask a lot of questions like, "Oh, how did the move happen? How did this happen?" But I'm going to let you tell the story without me asking too many questions. Okay. How did you end up in Singapore? Uh, I end up actually. I come here. I've been here to Singapore only because of my wife. Yeah, she decided to make a master's in general business. So she applied for lots of uh, different universities all, all over the world, uh, for Canada, USA, the UK. And then I told her, like, since I had my experience here in, uh, in Asia, in uh, South Korea, and also Thailand, I told her, like, sh she should open her eyes for this uh, kind of markets. And like, uh, and then, okay, she started to look and search for it and I, I helped her a lot with uh, like and then we looked for uh, China, Japan, South Korea and also we looked for uh, Singapore. Once we got to Singapore, uh, we were in love. I mean, we were in love with the city, we were in love with the university that she founded and uh, for her business that her family has a construction business, construction, uh, yeah, construction business. She, I think the university that she's be studying on will be, help, will be helping her a lot with uh, crossing some boundaries and like uh, making her company better and bigger. Mm -hmm. So when did you arrive in, in Singapore? Well, we arrived in the beginning of January, on the 3rd of January. And actually... Uh, my plan wasn't to play football, you know. I, 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 my last game it was on January 2021, and I only come here to be the plus one, you know, like to support my wife, and to be there with her, with her, like uh, support her studies, support her uh, dreams, uh, being there for her, you know, and like just supporting her to to give her her best and and also explore Singapore. And of course, and also explore Singapore. Uh, so we've been here for like almost two months already and I have also my stepdaughter with us here. So it's been nice, man. It's been a uh, good times. Mm -hmm. So for football career wise, when you stepped to Singapore, do you, did you consider yourself retired? 
Actually, an important question on us. When you came to Singapore, did you bring along boots? Uh, I brought one. <laughs> you brought one. So With, you thought you but, might play? Yeah, but without studs. Ah. I was like, I might play for fun. Futsal? Yeah, futsal. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was like, I, you. it's a good question, Fridals, you know, because I was one year without playing, but I never went to a newspaper or a radio and told like I'm retired, you know. I always felt in my heart I had something more to give to football, you know, and uh, I don't know, man. I had that deep inside of me, like I, it's not retirement still. It might, something will show up. And then uh, I met Michelle. We've, I mean, we've been together for a little bit less than a year still. Mm -hmm. So everything is just new in my life. And I met her after I had this um, time of off of football. And uh, once we got here to Singapore, I was like, okay, I'll take my shoes, but I'm I'm not sure. And then once <laughs> I arrived here, my uh, my agent, my ex agent actually, who's I prefer to call him friend, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Di Stefano. He was the guy who made my move to Crystal Palace and to Bolton Wanderers. He told me, why don't you play football, there, man? You know. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's Michelle's dream. It's not mine. You know. It's I don't know. I told him, but make some calls. And then I asked my wife and she was like, yes. She was like, she was all over. Cause yeah, of course. she met me as a ex-football player and, but she didn't, she didn't leave that, you know, like she wasn't there. And like, uh, I show her highlights. I show her uh, goals that I've scored in my career and like I tell her stories. And she was like, oh, I wish I, I wish I was there at that time. So yeah, I told Michael and then he made a few phone calls and then uh, lots of phone calls come back, like good feedback from the clubs here. And, but the problem was like the slots of foreigners, they were all full fulfilled. So I cannot tell you like behind the scenes actually what happened, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was God's plan, you know, God's yes. plan. So I, I know you can't talk about it, but I just want to say a few things that I know and, and this, the community knows because inside we, scoop man yeah, we, we chat a lot yeah. so I, I understand um, you, you can comment or, or not that the first club that you actually were talking to and you actually almost trained with wasn't Haugang United no I, uh, I'm really straightforward here mm. I was training with another club yep I was I went to training with Tanjong Paga yes and uh, so you trained with them I trained with them yeah ah. I, I was there uh, I had, I guess, maybe four to five sessions of training. Mm. And uh, it was interesting to see my level, to see where I was after one one year. And when I tell you one, after one year, it was one year without kicking a ball, man. I, 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 I didn't play football once with my friends. I was one year without having... I was going to the gym, I go to the beach, I like my jogging, you know, because football, like, it's too much pressure. So I wanted to take all that pressure from my body and like, especially from my mind. Mm. So I was one year without playing. So I went to Tanjong Pagar and I was like, okay, let, let me see where I am. Not technically, I know it's like riding a bike, you never forget. But uh, I wanted to see my level of physicality, you know, like, am I able to run still? Am I able to uh, um, be in the same tempo as the boys who are 20, 21 years old, 
And when I got there, I was surprised positively. I was like, yeah, I can do it still. So that's why I'm saying like it's God's plan, man, because I was there training and then they had one positive COVID uh, player. Yep. And since I haven't got a, um, a contract, they told me, oh, please don't come for a week. I said, okay. I mean, and football wasn't, it wasn't in my plan, man. I wasn't like, but it was like, I, f I felt that, that small taste of it. And I was like, yeah, man. I, I, and I start to hope for something to come forward, you know? And all the other clubs had, had these slots like um, fulfilled with the foreigners. So the only club that was left was Tanjong Paga. And then I got there and then the, the one defender was injury, the other defender was injury and like they haven't got defenders, central defenders. And I was like, okay. And then the coach comes like, man, you, you are a very good player. It's a pleasure to have you here, but I'm not sure about, I need a defender. I mean, I, I cannot have another midfielder over here. I say, I totally understand. And then we split parts. And then at the meantime, I had the phone call from Hogang and saying like, look, we might have a slot here because one of our foreigners has a personal issue and he needs to go back to his country. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, okay. let's see. Yeah. And then one thing took, uh, one thing took to another. And then uh, I went there to meet the club and to meet all the staff. And at the, in the time I was there, I met Mr. Clement, I met Matthew and Firdaus, and they were so lovely and welcome and really warm towards me. And I felt home, man. I felt home straight away. So that's what I told you that it's like God's plan because I, I wasn't supposed to play football. Yeah. And then I was, and then I wanted to play And then the club that I went to play didn't happen. And then the, another club, like it's, everything was just like supposed to be, you know? So I'm just happy with uh, how everything went. You know, you, you talk about this God's plan uh, thing, right? And, and totally, I mean, even when you were explaining the story, uh, I did feel a bit of goosebumps. Uh, I'm not sure if you'll be ready in time to play against the Sailors. Uh, we'll wait and see, of course. Uh, but if you are not ready for that game, Your debut might come against a certain Tajung Paga. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the second the second round, yeah? Yeah, second round game. Yeah. Uh, we'll call it the Andre Moritz derby. <laughs> uh, but for you, you know, when, when you said that, you know, you weren't sure if you're going to play football, you know, when did you realize during that first training uh, with Tajung Paga that, look, I think I still can play? You know, where, where, at what moment did that happen? Oh, man, I went like... Uh... Like we say in Portuguese, I don't know if it makes sense in English. I went with my heart wide open. I was like, I'm here, man. You know, like we have a say in Brazil, it's say like, I'm already in the rain. Why am I supposed to be scared of getting wet? Mm. I'm here already. You know what I mean? And people told me like, oh, it's like a trial. And then a few of my friends were like, You were Andre Moritz, played in Crystal Palace. <laughs> are you going to make a trial in Tanjong Pagar? No disrespect. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. what they told me. And I'm like, I was thinking, uh, and then my ego inside me, like, of course not, man. You don't go. And then bigger part of me and my wife, like, hi, man, you are here. You have nothing to do. I mean, you have lots of things to do. I mean, helping me and stuff, but we are here. Why don't you go there? And I'm like, of course, man. I mean, 
And then I start to think better and I was like, okay, so let's go see my level, see my physicality, how is it? And uh, the first session I got there, I said, I can't play still. Mm. You know, I, I, I could play. And I mean, I have no hard, hard feelings with Dungeon Pagar at all. I mean, I only appreciate them a lot because they opened the doors for me. You know, they opened the doors for a guy that was one year without playing football. So I'm really well appreciated. You know, I appreciate that so much, man. We actually made like a friendly match against them. Mm -hmm. I met with all the coaches. I say hello. I, I mean, life life is like this. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's in the corner for you. And uh, I think they've got the player they wanted. They, they have a defensive uh, player there, mm -hmm. which is, I think is from Uruguay that played there already. Bleak, yeah. yeah, and made good good uh, good good season there. So they are happy, I'm happy. I mean, it's, uh, I'm just glad that they gave me the opportunity. If it's not, if it was not for Tanjong Pagar, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not gonna, I wasn't supposed to be in Hogang, you know, so I'm really happy to be. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Hogang uh, at the moment. Uh, since you've joined the club, of course, you've had several training sessions, you know, how do you find the club? Uh, how have you settled in at the club and how are the players like? Uh, man, it was amazing. Like I, like I've told you, the first time I've met the staff, I, I, I felt home. And uh, the players as well, they were really, really friendly. And it was a little bit different than Tanjong Pagar because when I got to Tanjong Pagar, they, they didn't know who I was. Nobody told them. Mm. And then I think it was in the second session, or in the first session, then the, the 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 head coach told, oh, this guy played this and that and did this and that. And once I arrived in Hogang, everybody knew. I'm sorry, nobody knew as well because they didn't want to, because since I was training with Tanjong Pagar, they didn't want to bring me there. And people start gossiping like, uh, Hogang hijacked a player from Tanjong Pagar. That, because like public wise, it wouldn't be look nice mm. that I was training one club and then suddenly I, I'm in another club, you know? But um, I, I got there and like people didn't know how I was, who I was. I was wearing like different outfit. They were all wear like pink and I was wearing like full black. And they were like, okay, who is this guy? You know, like, oh, where are you from? I'm from Brazil. What's your name? Ah, it's Andre. In, but they were really friendly. It wasn't because I was Andre Moritz who played. It was because I was a guy who maybe they were thinking like, this guy came for a trial. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and like, they just like uh, extend their hands for me, you know, and they were really welcome. And then of course I had the first session. And after the first session, they could see that I could, I could play football. And then things got much more easier. They started to asking me like, where did I play? And then I start talking about where did I, where, where I did play. And then like, uh, you know, one thing took, took to another. And then, but the, the major thing is like, I got there your respect because of my football, not because of what I've done. Mm. Not you because know what of I mean? your reputation. Yeah. Mm. Not because of like, oh, this guy, oh, no, 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 no. I got there. I showed them what I could do. That's why, that's how I took their respect, you know? Fantastic. Uh, tell us one player that has uh, caught your eye so far at Haugang. Oh man, uh, I'm left-footed. Yeah? Yeah. And there is two midfielders there that I'd love to see them playing. 
Uh, I like the I like the calmness of Zul Zulfami. Bless you. Yes. Bless, Bless like, you. Because I, every time I speak about Zulfami, and yeah. to me, he's one of my favorite players yeah. in Singapore football. I always get shit for it because yeah. they say he's too slow. He's dead. He's now. But man. to me, his fantastic calmness, player. His yes. calmness. His uh, only true football people know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you know ball, you know Zul is a baller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Shafiq man, Shafiq, Shafiq has yes. uh, this guy, like the way he hits the ball. The way he kicks the ball, it's like it's like I tell him like it's sexy. You know what I mean? Like it's it's beautiful to watch the way he kicks the ball. Of course, I always had the fling for a football uh, football players who kick with the left foot because I'm left footed as mm. well. So I always like to not compare myself, but I like to. I, we don't have too many uh, footballers uh, left footers, you know. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I, like they 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 get my eyes better. So. We have fantastic players over there, you know, like fast, like different type of players. But of course, when I get there, I like to see the the left legs ones. You know? Man, I'm really glad you mentioned those two names because in my questions list, I actually have this listed. Like if Haugang were to get a free kick this season, who will take it? Will it be Zul, Shafiq or you? Oh man, I uh, <laughs> actually like I used to say in, in, not I used to say, like I've learned in my in my career that uh of course you must have a gift to make to to kick free kicks to shoot free kicks but it's all about repetition it's all about training and i've got to a stage in my career that i need to be honest i cannot kick 20 free kicks in a training anymore i cannot i see okay so let's say if i can make a training a week of free kicks you know mm-hmm. otherwise i will have like my uh, my groin will be too stiff mm. for the game I see that's life you get old you know what i mean like you <laughs> you feel like that and uh, i think the most po- the the football is all about mental as well so we'll see at the time you know this guys shafik has a fantastic free kick zul can kick the ball like special in a special way i've scored lots of goals of free kicks as well but uh, we'll see what the, uh, who is in the pitch first, who is more confident. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> He's scared the goalkeepers are listening to the... You got to keep them guessing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I move on to the, the Brazil part of your, your career, I just want to touch on something that we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah. To my shock and surprise and maybe horror, you don't watch football. No, not at all. Why? I hate it. <laughs> I, I find it really boring, man. I think it's boring. I don't know if I judge too much, you know, like I wouldn't do this or I should, I would do like that. I don't, I don't know. I, I think when I met Michelle, my wife, she was like, how come you're an ex-football player? And I was like, because I, I just met her. It was the, um, Amer- the South American Cup final, Brazil and Argentina. We we were making a, a a get together in our house, and then all of the guys, men, and fifty percent of the women was in front of the TV watching the game. And I had I had my back to the TV. Mm. I wasn't watching. And then she was like, "How come?" And I'm like, "I I don't like it. I mean, I love playing. I hate watching. There is a f- maybe uh, I'll be I'll watch like two games a year." Wow. Yeah. And those are really big games, I'm assuming. Yeah, most... Uh, sometimes I did. I, I don't watch like the Champions League final. It depends on the game. 
the World Cup, I love. The World Cup for me, it's a, it's a special event. Mm. I mean, I love it. I, I, I could watch the World Cup. I, if there is like three, four matches on TV, I'll probably watch at least one. Mm. For sure, I'll be watching at least one. But uh, I find it boring, man. I don't know. Yeah, I was really shocked when he told me that. But you know, something new to learn. Uh, I'm going to go to, to Brazil now with you. Uh, yeah. In terms of your senior career, uh, correct to say that it started with uh, International? Yeah. Is that where it started and how did it start there? Oh, man. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. I started playing futsal when I was five years old. Ah. Yeah. So my first kick on the ball on the pitch, I was 14. I never played uh, on the pitch before. I always played futsal. Uh, so when I was 14, I, I was playing for a club, Avaí, that I, you will see, I played when I was 31 years old. I was playing there in the youth teams. And then we played uh, a cup against Internacional. And I, I, I was great in the cup. And they bought me. Mm. I was 14 years old. That is... Jesus Christ, it's been a long time. It's like 21 years ago, 22 years ago. Mm. And they bought me money. They, they paid my old club to get me there. So I went to International with 14, 15 years old, actually, with already like a professional contract. I was receiving wages to, to play. And um, in one year, I started to get in really well in the youth team. So they put me to the professional, like training. Mm -hmm. And now when I was 17 years old, I made my debut uh, as a professional over there. Like one thing took to another, you know, I was, I was doing really good. And they love like young players in Brazil. They like to put them to play because that's how they make money. That's how they make the, um, the, the clubs running. So yeah, when I was 17 to 18 and I was international and for me, it was amazing because the team I went to play professional was the team who beats Barcelona in the World Cup, in the club World Cup. Club World Cup, yeah. Uh, great team. You know what I mean? Like you are 17 years old and you're just like, you get in the dressing room, you, you have these guys, you see it was different. And then once I left, they were like the World Cup champions. So it was amazing experience. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in the club World Cup squad, uh, there was Pato... Uh, in the yes. team? Yes, Pato was in the team. Uh, he was a rising star over there. Mm. He was, if I'm not mistaken, he was 17 years old or six, yeah, 16 or 17 years old. But we had like great players as well, like Fernandão, Yarley. They, they haven't got like a um, worldwide career, but for Brazil, they were big names, you know, like the, I, I can't tell you the whole, the whole first 11 here. <laughs> Probably you won't know them mm. because all of them, almost 90% of them played only in Brazil, Brazil, but they were amazing players. Okay. Uh, and from there, of course, you moved on to another Brazilian club. Yeah. Uh, you went on to Fluminense. Fluminense, yeah. Uh, here is where you also played with players who actually went on to uh, become big stars. Yeah. Uh, you want to tell us who they were? Yeah. Uh, two uh, more or less players. <laughs> <laughs> one, one is Thiago Silva, yes. the center defender. That for me, one of the top 10 ever central defender. I agree. For sure. Could you tell at the time that th this guy was going to become yeah. a... You could tell? Yeah, yeah you could tell. Wow. 
you could tell because he was built different, you know, like physically, technically, especially like mentality wise, you know, like proper winner, proper like guy who works hard and knows what he's what he wants and trust the um trust the adventure he is in mm -hmm. and another one is marcelo the left back i mean that guy was ridiculous man <laughs> he was ridiculous he was 17 years old mm -hmm. he was playing first 11 in fluminense with us and he was playing like he was i don't know i, I can i cannot explain to you man because he, he he's so different for me I've played with many famous players and I keep telling people like the most technical and the most, the best player I ever played in my life is Marcelo, is Marcelo. He was amazing. I remember when he was 17 to 18 years old, we were like on the corner because in the dressing room, we had like this group of only youngsters uh, and we okay. were, I was 19, if I'm not mistaken, 19 to 20, 20 years old. And then we were in the corner, like seven to eight players, only youngsters, like 17 to 21. And we had three or four players who were playing first 11 there as well. And then he gets to the dressing room and he like all white. And I like, everybody's like, what's happening? He say like, oh, you, you, you cannot imagine what just happened. And I say, okay, what just happened? And he say, my uh, agent just phoned me. And we're like, okay, okay, so what's happening? He say like, he made me a question. Like, what's the question? He said, like, Barcelona or Real Madrid? Oh, wow. We're like, what? He were like, yeah, Barcelona or Real Madrid both want me. And everybody was like, Real Madrid. Even if I'm a Barcelona fan, football-wise, club-wise, I think Real Madrid is the best club in the world for sure. Mm. I love Barcelona. I mean, uh, I've been there when I was young, but everybody was like, come on, Marcelo, you have to go to Madrid. And then he's there, man. He's been there for like what, 15 seasons? Yeah, no, and what a career! He's I don't had. know. Yeah, yeah, man. This this guy, he got everything there in Real Madrid, yeah. you know. And he got a tough job that he was going to substitute Roberto Carlos. Yeah, who was another legend. You know what I mean? So like, these two guys were like amazing. Fantastic story. Uh, again, goosebumps. Yeah, yeah that's to, pretty to insane. So uh, you kind of had like a part, like you kind of influenced it. You were part of the group that told him like, yeah, Real Madrid, go for yeah, Real Madrid. Yeah, for sure. Man. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I think, I think he had his head done since the beginning. Mm. Yeah, like he haven't got any clue, but he wanted to tell us the story about what, what about like Barcelona and Real Madrid. Barcelona was the best club in the world at that time. Mm -hmm. They got like Ronaldinho and doing his magic over there. And then, but everybody just agreed like, Real Madrid, you know, as a club, as uh, career-wise. Okay, at Fluminense, there was another significant moment in your career, your first senior trophy, the Copa do Brasil. Yeah. Like, how how was that like, lifting that trophy? It, it, it felt amazing because uh, we played against Figueirense. Figueirense is where it's... Uh, I, I've started football the, on the pitch, uh, grass football, in Havaí. Avaí and Figueirense, it's like Real Madrid and Barcelona. Mm. They proper hate rivals. Each other. Yeah, proper rival. They they hate each other. So when I got to Fluminense from a Brazilian Cup, the Copa do Brasil, the final match was against Figueirense. And the final match was in my hometown, Florianópolis. So man, for me, that was a big game, you know? 
and um, I haven't played the, the the final. I was on the bench. I've played all the games, and then on on the in the oh. final match, I was on the bench. But it's still, man, I I, I still feel like. I was champion. You know what I mean? I played all the games. Mm. I was there. I was ready to go. Uh, but uh, for me, it was one of the best moments of my career, for sure. In Brazil, for sure. And uh, I used to support Fluminense. And then I've played for them. I was champion with Fluminense. So for me, it was uh, like a dream coming true. You know, and uh, was for sure a special moment in my career. From Brazil, uh, we'll now go to Turkey. Yeah. Uh, in Turkey, you spent quite a number of years there. Uh, you played for Kasimpasa, uh, Kayseri Sport, and Mersin. Yeah. Uh, how was your adventure in Turkey like? And, and why Turkey? You know, at that point, uh, when you left Brazil, were there other options? And what made you choose Turkey? Oh, uh, why did I choose Turkey? I mean, it's... it's. I always prepared myself. I always see football as a job mm -hmm. and I'm really sorry to say that but I knew I had like expiry date as a footballer you have an expiry date you cannot fool yourself you know like mm. oh yeah I'll, I'll play here three years and then I'll get 20% more wage I like no 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 man I always I love football but I always see football as a job who pays me more I go Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say yeah, that people mm. people don't like to say that, mm -hmm. but I was like that through my career. Whoever pays me more, I go. Only when I was 30 to 31 years old, I say, okay, I don't want to. Um, of course, I wanted money. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you want to make money, but like, okay, now I'm gonna play where I want. But why I went to Turkey? It was the best offer. We just won the Brazilian Cup. I was taking a okay wage for Brazil and then they wanted to pay me like 60 times what I was earning in Brazil. So mm. I was like, yes, of course. Easy, easy option. And for then you. people ask me like, why Turkey? Why Istanbul? Why are you doing that? Do you know Istanbul? I say, no, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I, so you I didn't want... speak a word of Turkish, right? No. You just jumped on the plane and just got there. Yeah. And then I, I, I had this wrong idea of Istanbul and Turkey. I was thinking about camels. I was seriously, <laughs> man. I, I'm I'm sorry because now life life is easy. Yeah, you get your uh, smartphone in yeah, your hand. Yeah. You have your internet mm. access. You just go through and you find anything you want. True. That time, man, we are talking about yeah. uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Fifteen to sixteen years ago. So it's like I didn't know anything about Istanbul, man. Mm. I had like a small idea, and I remember when I was uh, landing in Istanbul, I was like. Istanbul is amazing, man. It's for sure the, one of the best times in my life because I went to Kasim Pasha and, um, and then I, break, I broke so many records in that club. You know, I played for three years. I was the most foreigner with appearances. I was the most foreigner with goals. I was the most foreigner with assists. I was club captain. I was uh, club captain and uh, speaking Turkish, you know, mm. like fluently. Mm. And uh, people used to love that, you know, like this guy is Brazilian. How come? He speaks like fluent uh, Turkish. Of course, a little bit of accent. But um, so, I, yeah, I had this uh, experience. Why Turkey? You asked me uh, money, man. And then when I when I was my third year in Kasim Pasha, my contract was about to end up and then I had the best year of my career. I scored so many goals. I've made so many assists and like I had like 
proper offers from big clubs in Europe. And uh, one of the clubs who approached me and made me an offer was Wolfsburg. Mm. Wolfsburg was just the, they had just been uh, German champions. This was the time oh. when Diego was... Diego, Graffiti, Zeko. Yeah. That, yeah. that was the team. Mm. I had an amazing year, man. I was 22 years old, club captain. I, f- I think, if I'm not mistaken, I scored 25 goals in the in the, in the season. Uh, 15 or 17 assists was an amazing year for me. And then, but the thing is, what Wolfsburg wants to pay me, there was a club in Turkey who wants to pay me as well. Big difference. In in Germany, you pay 45, 47.5% tax. <laughs> this in guy's Turkey, a businessman, man. Yeah, in <laughs> Turkey, it was tax-free. Yeah. I had no doubt at all, man. Like, my father was like, are you sure? Because if you go to Wolfsburg, it's one step from the national team. Because it's true. It's yeah. like, it's the German uh, former champion, you know? Like, I don't care, man. I mean, of course, I don't know. I always wanted for I wanted the money, you know, because I knew the expiry date, man. I knew I knew ahead, and clubs see players as products. That's true. the truth. Yeah, they see us as products. They don't. Few of the clubs, like minority, maybe half percent. I'm telling you, half percent. They will be worried about your life. Mm. They will be worried about your wife. She, if she settled down with your, my stepdaughter, let's say with my, with I st- your stepdaughter or your daughter or your family, are you settling okay? They don't care, man. And if you don't produce, if you're not good enough, they will send you away. They will find a way to send you from the club. And then... That's it. Yeah, you, you know have to mean? find your solution after that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, good story there. But you know, you talk about if you had moved to Wolfsburg, you could have been close to the national team, and I agree because at the time Wolfsburg was a big team. Yeah. But did you at all consider perhaps maybe playing for the Turkish national team? Did, I did. that opportunity come about? Yeah, because uh, I had I had great years there, man. Like I had uh, this, especially this year in Kasim Pasha. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was like. I kicked the ball goes in now. You know what I mean? Like, like it was it was something magical. Yeah. I just like, I don't know, off balance, you kick the ball with your my right foot, which is not the best, and it's like top corner. Go <laughs> bang. Like I don't know, 93rd minute, 1-0, we won big game. You know, like everything was just going towards wow. me. Wow. Mm. And um I forgot that question. Sorry, man. No, do you do you consider I yeah, yeah, I I I consider to play and then the national team approached me like the national coach. And then when I went to like, to get like the Turkish citizenship, they told me I had to give up my Italian one. Cause I, I'm, I'm Brazilian and I have Italian passport, Oh, Brazil, but Italian. I had to cancel one. Ah. And I say, I'm sorry, I'm not, ah. I'm not. Cause with the Italian, I'm free to go wherever I want. It's, it's because a, it's a it's European, a, yeah, yeah, it's a European uh, uh, passport. So I had a green card for anywhere. Mm, mm. With the Turkish, I could only get in Turkey. Yeah, you know, mistake, maybe, maybe because I would. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I would. I was going to play in the national team for sure. Mm. I would make more money. Yes. Yeah. But I knew. I knew 
deep inside my heart that it was the best op option to do. And it was, because afterwards I went to Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, and I, if I didn't have my Italian passport, I wasn't able to play in uh, England. Mm. Okay, before we talk about England, I just want to know, how many languages do you speak? I speak four fluently. I understand a little bit, maybe two or three more. I could make myself understandable as well, but fluently four. Is it's, it easy for you to pick up a new language? It is, man, it is. It was always like that since school. For me, it was really easy since school. Uh, I struggle a little bit in, uh, I don't know, history. No, not history. I, li I like reading. I love reading, actually. I don't know, biology, science, geography, I used to struggle. But like with languages, I, it was always so easy for me, you know, always. Like I told you, like uh, in six months in Turkey, I was, I was getting interviews in Turkish without my uh, translator, you know. And then I've played with some uh, Argentinian guys. And then, of course, it's really close to Portuguese, the language that I, that I speak. But in two months, I was speaking fluent Spanish as well. And now I'm hoping to speak Malay or uh, Mandarin yeah, yeah, sure, or something man. like just, that. Just keep coming down to the studio. We'll teach you a few languages here. <laughs> Kenla, Ken, Kenla. <laughs> hey, he's got it. He's got it down. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, you gave us a brilliant segue into England. Uh, and that's where we'll go now. Uh, you made the move to Crystal Palace. Uh, but before that, was it true that you had a trial at Rangers first? Yeah, yeah the, the, that's, that's, uh, that's a good story, man. Because... Rangers, they got bankrupt. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. They went to the fifth league or something like that. But they still wanted to invest. And they offered me a really nice contract, man. It was. I was like, okay, now I got, let's say, just coming back a little bit. So I made that three years in Turkey, mm -hmm. fantastic Kasimpasha. And then I went to Kayseri that I didn't want to Wolfsburg. That, that gave me a, a good money good wage. So two years there playing, I was like, okay, with the money now, so let's go. Money is not the first thing right now. Let's go somewhere I can prove myself. Let's see where I am, you know? And then Rangers phoned me and like Michael DiStefano, the guy, the agent, my friend, he said like, uh, oh man, come here and you will see and probably we'll play it will be so easy for you because it was the fifth league of Scotland, man. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I went to Scotland. They sent me the tickets. I went there. They say, you need two days to make the medical checkup and stuff. I made all, I, I went there. I made all the medical checkups. Everything was okay. 100% 100 passed in everything, in all of them. And then they told me, oh, I'll make a training session. I was like, come on, man. You know, like, it's not a trial. I'm not here to trial. You know, like, what? I, I asked my, I told my agent, I was like, what's happening? He said, I oh, just want to see you moving. I'm like, okay. You know what? I'm here, man. Like I said before, like, I'm in the rain already. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot be scared of uh, getting wet. Like, okay. I go out of the session. I go out to the session and I made great. And then they had like, McAllister was the coach. And he was like, oh my God, oh, you are a fantastic player and this and that. And so tomorrow you come in and we did, we do the last medical checkup and then we signed the contract. I said, okay. And I got there in the next day and then he, call, he, he calls me and my uh, agent to his office and say like, uh, Rangers were going to play a friendly game against a team 
like a non-league team. Mm. And he wanted to watch me playing there. I say, I cannot curse here, but I say, hell no. Mm. I say, there is no chance I'm playing this game. He say, yes, you are. Because in his head was like, if you don't play this game, you are not in the same boat as us. You're not, you, you, we are in the fifth league right now. We are in the bottom. So, or you are with us or you are not. I, I say, I'm sorry, I'm not, man. I say, I'm not playing. I'm not putting myself in risk. I might, I never had injuries, but like I might, I don't know, I, I ruptured my ligament over yeah. that, man. And then yeah. I say one year without playing. I, who is going to pay my wage? You? Because at this point, they hadn't agreed on a contract yet. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't signed the contract ah, yet. Okay. I haven't signed the contract. They, he say, after the game, I just want to see you moving. I said, I'm not playing, man. My father was like, because we, we, we saw how was the training ground of Rangers. It was absolutely amazing, man. It was lovely. It was the best training grounds I ever seen in my life. And my father was like all over, you know, like, oh my God, this is the club for you. You're going to be legend here. Mm. And I, I was really motivated as well. But suddenly like, I need to play against a non-league team. I don't know, man. I'm not playing. My father was really mad at me. My agent was okay. He, he say, it's up to you, man. If you, you know, it's up to you. I say, I'm not playing. And then we were on the way back to London mm. by car. Me, my agent, and my father. And I remember we, I took like two or three bags because I was supposed to sign there for five, I think it was four or five years contract. I was taking like huge bags. And my, uh, my agent, like Michael, he had a Cinque Trento. Cinque Trento, so you know the, the, the car, the Fiat? Ah, okay. Cinque Trento, yes. mm. really small. Mm. And we were like all like <laughs> inside the car like that. <laughs> and then we were, we were going from Glasgow to London by car. We, we, we love uh, a ride. We didn't want to take a plane. So we were going down to London and then Crystal Palace found him. Because the, the the manager, the head coach, it was um, Dougie Friedman, Dougie Friedman mm. who was Scottish. And he heard from people from Glasgow, say, you cannot miss this guy. Mm. He say, you cannot miss this guy. Take him in. Sign him. And then they phoned me and say like, look, we know that you didn't want to trial. We know what happened in Rangers, but please come here and trial with us. I look at my father, I say, what trial, man? These people love a trial, you know? Like, just, <laughs> just I, I send them, I, I'll send them like highlights. I'll send them, them like three full matches that I've played. I don't want to make trials, man. My ego was really high, you know? And then I was like, then my father talked to me and said like, look, man, you just go there and see your level. Just go. And then two training sessions with Palace. After, actually, after the first one, they were like, yeah, we're going to sign you. And after the second one, they just put the, the, the contract on the table. It was like a really small contract. Mm -hmm. But every game I played first 11, it goes up and gets to a level. And then in one month, I had the maximum of yeah, the contract. Because nice. I started playing, you know. And it was a special moment because... I arrived at the club, they had five games, zero points, five, five losses. And then I start playing, then we go 14 unbeaten and we go top of the league, you know? So it was like, uh, again, God's plan, you know? Yeah. You go for a club and then you end up going to another club in another country 
and the things just go yeah and fantastic. and of course it was a special year because you guys got to to Wembley uh, and played in the playoff final yeah. but before that I just want to ask about two players that a lot of Singaporeans know yeah. uh, and that's of course uh, Yannick Bolasi and Wilfred Zaha yeah. how was it like playing with these two so easy man <laughs> so easy what so are they easy. like man we had we had this um, how are they like funny happy always with a smile on the face maybe that's why they are uh, really targeted sometimes yes yeah and successful as well because yeah. you need to take i was going to curse again man sorry <laughs> you need to take your things you can serious. curse by the way no no, no you, you, yeah. you need to take your things seriously mm? but not too serious yes you know these guys they always come inside the dressing room like joking music loud and then you see like this jesus christ you, you see they were built different especially zaha Especially, we call him Wilf. Especially mm. Wilf. He was built different, man. You know, like, in the training grounds. Like, his attitude is not arrogant. But, like, I know what I'm capable of. You know, like, Ronaldo style. He, but not with the words, with actions. You know, like, he, you look at him and you see the confidence. He's just, like, confident, man. You look at him and, like, this guy, Jesus Christ, man. I got there and, like, who is this guy? You know, like, mm -hmm. come on, man. Who is this guy? And then I see the first training session. I'm like, okay, <laughs> who are you? You know, like he was 18 years old, I guess, when I got there. And then, man, the team was like me as a number 10. And then uh, Yannick Bolasi on the right wing, Zaha in the left wing. And then in front of us was Glenn, Glenn Ray, who scored 38 <laughs> goals in the league, man. It's ridiculous. 30, I think 36 or 38. Mm -hmm. The, guys were, the guy was scoring goals for fun, you know? It was so easy. Like, you just put the ball in the space. Zaha and Wilf, Zaha and uh, Bolasi was just like, uh, I don't know, man. They were like uh, fast, you know? Like, so fast. The pace, the confidence and everything just like, we had the best team on the league? No, not by far. But we had the best group, mm. you know? That's what make you champion. That's what take you along. Because alone, alone you go faster, isn't it? Mm. Alone you go faster anywhere you go, but with a group, you you reach much, much more miles. Mm. Mm. You know, in a group. So our group was really strong, and we had a great fling over there. Mm. So yeah, I want to ask about one one player. Like I think most Asian fans would know as well, Mili Yadinek. Like, ah man, that guy. how great was he? He was uh, like a robot, like a machine. <laughs> that guy was a machine. He was like. The size of that door over there, man. He's like <laughs> fantastic guy because I've played against him. The the funny fact, it, I played against him in Turkey, so I, we we knew each other from Turkey. And when I got to the club, he was the club captain, so he knew me very well. And that's another thing. When I got to the club, he already told people who I was. Ah, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So people respected me when I got there like, as a trial, even though as a trial. Mm -hmm. They respected me a lot. They were like, okay, let's have a look on this guy. And then they did one session, two sessions, okay, signed the contract. And then I was I was home because the team captain, like, you know. Welcomed you. Yes, welcomed me. So I, I felt home straight away. And he was fantastic, man, as a leader, as a football player as well. But as a leader, like, knows when to charge, knows when to... Uh, 
curse, knows when to fight, but knows when he needs to just take it easy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like in the first, the hard worker in the dressing room was Mili. You get there, the training nine o'clock, you get to the club, I don't know, 6.30, he would be there. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty insane, man. Yeah. And then you leave the club 12, he's still there doing something in the gym or whatsoever. You know, so he was, what, what a guy, you know what I mean? Like he was a fantastic player and fantastic man as well. Mm -hmm. uh, 27 May, 2013. Do you know what happened on this day? Probably the Wembley final. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. Uh, 82,025 people inside uh, the Wembley Stadium in London and Crystal Palace won 1 0. Yeah. Uh, can you close your eyes and imagine the, the situation that you're I in? I have at goosebumps that time? right now, man. Yeah. How was it like? Describe to us as best uh, as possible. Loud, crazy, probably one of the best experiences in my life, man. It, it's. I don't know, we, we, we're here for like three meters. Mm. We, if we, we were speaking now in Wembley in that day, I would see only your mouth going like this. Wow. I, wouldn't hear, I wouldn't hear anything. You were talking to me. It was so loud, man. It was a derby. It, it, it's a derby, it's a derby like yeah. Watford and Crystal Palace. Yeah. And then you go in the tunnel and then you, <laughs> you're like in Wembley. So you, you, we, we've played, we, we trained there. We, no, no, I didn't. We didn't train, but we we made like a tour. Tour, yeah. Walk around. Yes, I walk around on the day before, mm -hmm. and um, but it was so, it was so different. Like there was no one, and then when you go in the tunnel to get in the the the, the pitch, and then you see a line, all yellows, here, and here all blue and uh, red, mm. you know. And like people shouting and everything, it, it was amazing, man. It was. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if it was the best moment of my life, but probably one of the best moments in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, career-wise, yeah. You know, uh, man, playing Wembley for eighty-two thousand people, being champion as well. It's not only playing there; it's really playing. That's this time I was in the final. I was playing. Yeah, you know. And then it's special, man. Really, really special. I, I, I get goosebumps when you talk about it as well. And you look at the players involved in the game. Uh, I mean, on the opposition side, you had Troy Deeney, who, who went on to make a good career in the English league. Uh, and of course, the opposition manager was Gianfranco Zola. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk about your manager, uh, Yen Holloway. Yeah. Uh, he, of course, took over from Dougie Friedman midway through the uh, the season or the next. How was he like? And, you know, was he the reason you left the club? Yeah. What happened? I don't like to talk about him. You don't like to talk about no, him? I mean, um, he did something really wrong with me, mm. you know? Because I think uh, me, I'm a, I'm an eye-to-eye -eye guy, you know? If I shake your hand, if I say you something, in a way, I will do it what I told you, mm. you know? I have my word. I have my, um, my honor. honor. My honor, you know? So he did something really wrong with me. Do I, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, do I keep it in my chest? I do, but I not, you know what I mean? Like, it was really wrong what he did with me because we've been champion and then they offered me a three years deal, more. And I say, okay. They say, okay, go to Brazil. And then when you come back two days before the season starts, we sign the contract and then you go. 
And then, okay, I holidays in Brazil. And when I come back two days before, uh, I got there to the club. And then, oh, Ian Holloway wants to speak with you. I said, okay. I go to his office and <laughs> he tells me like, oh, look, Andre, I'm going to be sincere with you, man. Uh, I had a dream last night. I had a dream, he told me. I had a dream and in my dream, you weren't, you wasn't happy. You weren't happy here in Crystal Palace, man. You were not going to be happy this year. Yo, that's cap, man. That's, that's cap. That's why, that's why I'm going to let you go. So what was your reaction? I, I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, I think I would be laughing this guy too. Is, this guy is shitting with me. This guy is, this guy is joking. I, 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 I took it as a joke because he was a joker. You know, he loved to, to make, and I started laughing. And then I realized when I was in the uh, in his office, I say I just crossed the player. It it was uh, what's his name, man. He signed the same day he he released me for the last spot because ah. everybody had contract. Mm. He played he played his court goals. It's uh, I, uh, what what nationality was he? I think he's English. Anyway, uh, I remember afterwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then he told me that man that I wasn't. In his dream, I wasn't happy in Crystal Palace, and he let me go. And I, I didn't know what to do, man. My, it, I left his room, and I was, I was so surprised. I had no reaction, and I phoned Michael, my agent, and he started laughing. He, he also, he also think it was a joke that I was joking with him. He, he was, he, he thought like, oh, he's phoning me to, to training and stuff. But I wasn't, man. It was, it was a shock. Really shocked. I mean, if you come to me, man, and say like, "Look, uh, I've made my team. I don't see you. I don't see you fitting. I don't see you playing." But don't come to me and say like, "I had the dream and yeah, you yeah. were, you wasn't happy here." You know what I mean? Like, I just left my country. I just left my family. I left everybody behind me, man. This is my dream. This. I mean, he took that from me. But uh, anyway, man. I mean, no hard feelings from Palace. Mm -hmm. They did what they could. Uh, the chairman phoned me, phoned me like straight away and said, like, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. It's a hard one to take, but it, even though, man, life keeps moving, you know, I don't, I have no hard feelings from Palace, but from Ian Holloway, yes. In, in, unfortunately, he wasn't a man. Mm. What he did with me, you, you, you cannot do with people. Yeah. And, and sorry, were you referring to Dwight Gale? Dwight Gale, yes. Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale. Wonderful player, man. Mm. Good player. He scored lots of goals in that in that, in that uh, season yeah. in this season as well. But uh, I mean, life it is what it is. You know, like he chose that player. He he made good for himself as well. It's mm -hmm. okay. But I wasn't expect expecting that. That was like uh, attrition. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you moved on. Uh, you moved on to Bolton Wanderers. Yeah. Uh, how did that opportunity come about? Were there other options at the time as well? It was. I was in shock, man. I wanted to leave England, to be fair with you, because mm. uh, I felt myself in a cocky way. I felt myself too big for the championship. I say, no, no, no. My level is the is the Premier League. I I, I don't want to play in the championship anymore. But Dougie Friedman, who was the coach of, ah, he moved to Bolton. Uh, he moved to Bolton. Mm. He was like, come here, man. You need to come here with me. You need to be here. You need to be here. And he was a good friend. I mean, he gave me the opportunity to play for Palace. I was like, I, I owe this guy. I owe him, you know? So I went to Bolton and then I had a better season, 
stats, stats-wise. Uh, person, personally, I had a better season than Palace. But, uh, and then he offered me a three years deal after the first season. And then again, then my cockiness was like, I'm too big for the championship. <laughs> I need to play in the Prem. Mm. And then I trust another agent who told me that, hey, ah, I have Swansea, I have Cardiff, I'll, you will be playing the Premier League. And then you get food, you know? And then unfortunately I did, I did not, I, did, I didn't do wrong with Michael, but I, I told him, I said, look, Michael, you cannot bring me a Premier League club. There is one guy who says that he will bring me and then I signed with that guy and then that guy had nothing, you know, but at least I was honest with Michael as mm, well. Mm, mm. And then I ended up going to South Korea. Yes, you went to South Korea with yeah. uh, Pohang, Pohang Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Uh, again, you've set me up quite well in the sense of we were going to talk about your Asian experience. Yeah. Um, you know, how was that experience like in, in South Korea? And again, my question was, you know, before you went over there, were you scared? Were you nervous? Or you were quite ready to make the next step? Uh, I was ready. I mean, as, as I told you, like football is a job and I took that really well. Mm -hmm. And So uh, it was Pohang your first Asian club? It wasn't? Yeah. Or was it Mumbai? No, no. It, uh, yeah. I mean, it, I, I went to Pohang because I was waiting for the English Premier League club to, to, to make me an offer ah. that the agent promised me. Mm. And nothing was showing up and only like championship clubs. And I like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And then from championship start the league one clubs because the championship, they had like the, the team was done. And then the league ones, the league one clubs started to make offer. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not playing here anymore. So Pong, it was, I think it was around November. Not, not November, September when I signed the contract with Pong, but I could only be able to play on January. Mm. Yeah. So they wanted me to keep training for three months, just training there. No, no games. I say, <laughs> why man? <laughs> you know, like I, if I signed the contract from first of, uh, okay, I signed from now. Mm -hmm. And then Mumbai City come forward and made me an offer. So I had to fight with Poang Steelers to let me go because they didn't want me to go there. And, uh, but for me, again, um, financial wise was really interesting. Because it was the first year of the uh, yeah. Indian Super League. Yeah. Like what they were offering me for two and a half months was my whole contract with Pohang Steelers. Wow. Yeah. I had two years with Pohang. So I had to go. You know, like I, I was fighting Pohang. I said like, you you need to let me go. So yeah, that's that's why that's that was my experience in, in, in India. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day, they they were really good towards me and let me go to Mumbai. Uh, and of course, in, in India, that was where you, you know, scored a hat-trick as well. You yeah. had good memories in India. Uh, but I want to specifically ask about the players that you played with. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I think uh, Leungberg, Leungberg was there. Leungberg and uh, Nelka. Nelka, yeah. Yeah, so who, what were they like? And what was the league like actually also? I mean, was it easy for you? There, it was not easy, but it was, it was different really different uh it was a crazy move man because if you see i was playing championship six months ago and then i just end up in india you know like people from really people from england like people might think that you were kidnapped what the hell is this guy doing yeah you know what i mean like he's doing two years great in the championship and then he's in india mm. why people don't understand that but uh for me it was okay i mean 
I, I could see I was different, but the weather and then lots of stuff there was really difficult. I mean, I, I made good for myself. I scored goals. I, I've played fantastic games over there, but it was difficult. It was really difficult, uh, especially because every club had to play with six Indian players. Mm. And uh, we couldn't, our, our team, Ljungberg was retired for three or four years already. He was on vacation there, that guy. <laughs> I love him, yeah? He's yeah. a fantastic guy. I'm sorry if you ever see this video, <laughs> no disrespect. He's a fantastic, he was a fantastic player and a fantastic guy, but he was there on vacation. He mm. was taking lots of money to be there only actually, mm. just to say I'm Frederick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Because it is the first year of the Indian Super League. They would won good yeah. games to... Anelka was just retired. Mm. He was fit. He mm. was really fit. He was still playing. But uh, the rest of our team wasn't good, man. Because we didn't... We haven't done so well. And uh, it was a good experience. I think, if I'm not wrong, what I see here in Singapore, I think the Singapore level of players, it's better than India even though the country here is much smaller and the population is much, much like uh, smaller. But uh, I think the quality of football here, it's better than India, mm. you know? And they were trying something different there in India because it's all about cricket there, man. Yeah. They don't like football. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, my first, my, the, the, the game, the first game I've played in, in the Mumbai City Stadium, there was, I, I think, more than 90,000 people in the stadium. And I scored the hat trick. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I have still that day in my memory, like one of the most special days in my life as well. But they don't like foot, like they do like football there, but it's not the first choice. You know, they the the leagues, the league tried to do something, to build something. I, I think didn't go the way they wanted to. I mean, of course, their football is like famous now. But what they were trying to reach, they could, they didn't reach, you know? That's why I think Singapore level is like going higher than the Indian India, level yeah. of football, you know? Uh, I would love to talk about um, plenty more things in your career. Uh, but I want to go on to uh, a, a part of your career that I want to talk about is, so when you signed for Haugang United, I had some people who were very excited and said, oh, former Crystal Palace players here in Singapore. But you must understand there will always be one or two people who might think, look at his wiki. He last played in 2020. He yeah. has not played for some time. Are we getting cheated here? You know, is this guy, can he play? Can he run? Yeah. You know, what, what do you have to say about these people? And you know, in a sense, my main question to you would be, you've not played for one to two years. Yeah. You know, how confident are you that you can be a good signing for Haugang this season? Do you have the confidence in you? Yeah. I will, uh, let me... Try. Address the haters. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. Let, let me let <laughs> me answer. Let me answer you this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I've I mean I have no problem with any religions. I've been I lived in Turkey, which is mainly Muslim. Mm -hmm. I lived in Thailand with Buddhist mm -hmm. and in South Korea, lots of atheists there as well. They don't believe in anything. I mean, the most of them, yeah. Uh, but in my in my uh, religion, we believe in Jesus Christ, yeah. And Jesus Christ didn't, um, wasn't unanimous, mm. you know? Why Andromorids would be an animal, uh, unanimous, you know what I mean? 
who am I? I'm just a normal player, man. I'd made a good career. Of course, people had, uh, we have uh, like a question mark on my head. Of course that, of course. Even in my top prime, man, people was still people saying like, this guy's shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's awful. I yeah. don't like him. Yeah. It's normal. I mean, even Neymar, man, even Ronaldo, Messi, they, they do get haters. Why don't I? Yeah. You know? So I'm confident. Yes, I'm pretty confident because technically I'm a very good player. I just need to be physically matched, you know? And once I get my fitness well, because I am, I feel very, very fit. I've done all the tests. I've got really good answers. So yeah, one year without playing. Yeah, of course. But I have my experience as well. You know, I'm really confident I can do uh, a good year. I can help Hogang a lot, you know. Uh, even if I'm not playing, I think I can help. Maybe with a good word, maybe with some experience, maybe, I don't know. But I, I think I can help a lot, you know. Haters gonna hate, man. You know, haters gonna <laughs> yeah, hate. Yeah. That's what. That's all. All they do. Yeah. Especially when they sit in behind a, a computer or Ooh, Wikipedia. The, yeah, Wikipedia <laughs> or in the, their phones. They mm. love to chit chat and send bad vibes to you. Yeah. The 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 thing is, just need to um, put like a shield, you know, like over you, and just try to absorb what's uh, positive. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, I wish I have this head. This mentality now that the, I mean, when I was younger, younger, mm. you know, because now I, I, the last five years, I, I don't care what people say, man. I really don't care. I know who I am. I know, I know exactly who I am. Yeah. I know that, yeah, I have lots of qualities. Yeah. But I have lots of bad things you can say in my game. You, of course I can. I, I can name it to you right now. <laughs> you know, I can, I can, I can name it to you yeah. right now. Yeah. Every, everything I have in my game that it's not, it's not good. The main thing is like, know yourself and trust yourself, trust my adventure, trust my objective and be calm and be positive. You know, when people, when thing goes wrong, it will go wrong. You know, I remember the movie of Rocky Balboa, he say, life is not about uh, who beats more, it's who get beaten, who gets on the floor, and who stands up again? Because like, beating people, okay. But when you get beaten, how do you feel? Are you going to bounce it again? Are you going to stay there on the floor? Are you a giver? Are you, are you going to give up? Are you, gonna, are, you, are, you, are you a quitter? Are you going to stand up again and fight? You know, so uh, that's the mentality that I've had for like the last five years. I mean, I know who I am. I know I have my failures. Everybody, everybody has. You know, so you just need to be positive, work hard. I do work hard mm -hmm. a lot and I trust myself. So I'm pretty sure I can help the club and the players that I'm playing with to 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 have a good year, you know? Speaking about, um, you know, I want to touch on the off the field soon, but before that, um, you've of course played in, in a number 10 position for, for a large majority of your career. Yeah. But right now at this stage of your career, where do you see yourself fitting in in the Haugang side? Uh, can I assume that you can play 10, 8, 6? Is this all the positions? Yeah, uh, I've played in lots of, I mean, I cannot play on the wings. Mm. Uh, when, I, when I get to the club, like Fridaus asked me, like, I know you were a 10, but can you play <laughs> somewhere else? I say yes, because I've played as a 6, as an 8, as a number 10, as a 9. Oh, as a nine as well. Yeah, okay. a nine as well. As a like a 
like a pivot, you know, mm-hmm. like a target man, target striker. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I cannot play on the wings. Why? Because I'm slow. Mm. I'm mm. slow. I know. I have a, a, a slow reaction. You know, I have. I, I don't have like that explosion, that reaction that people has to be to play there. And I don't like to play there. To be fair with you, uh, I can play six, eight, ten, or nine. It, it's it's where I feel more comfortable. It's number ten row, mm. free man. Mm. You know, your free row. You can move anywhere. That's where I, I feel more comfortable. But yeah, I can I can make also the six, eight, and nine. Okay. Another question I wanted to ask, based on what you just said uh, a few minutes ago, you said that you know it's not just on the pitch, but you also hope to contribute off the pitch. And at Haugang, there are a number of younger players there in the team that uh, would hope to benefit from your experience. Yeah. Based on what you've seen so far, um, you know, what do you think these younger boys at your club need to get to the next level? You know, have you what have you spoken to them about? Uh, I think they need to realize how good they are. Mm. They don't. They don't. You know, like uh, I'm. I'm not gonna name it, name them. But there is a, a, a like a four or five players there, man. If they knew how good they are, you know, if they, if they really knew, and they work just like, I'm not asking you to be like Cristiano Ronaldo machine like type of football player, like training like crazy and going nuts, just a little bit more, mm. you know. But this is the problem, not just at Haugang. I, I think, and for those, I'm not sure whether you agree with me, but. In Singapore football, there are there are always talented young boys. Yeah. But it's just that mentality that they don't realize that they could do more. They have the, their base, yeah. but they don't know that they could do more and progress their career. Yeah. And perhaps that's what you're seeing at Haugang as well. Is is that is that yeah. what you think? Yeah, exactly. Uh, a few, a few of them there. It's just like they are good, but they how can I say they just sit on it. Mm. I'm good. I see. I get what you mean. Like that. Like. I think it's a problem with players here in Singapore. Like there comes a point in time where they kind of just settle. Yeah, they settle. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they they know they have quality. They are doing well in the league. Oh, it's okay. No man, you need to be uh, aim me, higher. Yes, get out of me, the comfort zone. Me, yeah, me in my life, I always wanted more, man. Always wanted more. It's not it's not greedy. It's not being greedy, but like. It's almost like being greedy, but like being ambitious. Ambitious, you know, like yes, exactly. Ambitious, man. You need to be ambitious. You need, you need to a little bit more. I had a friend who used to say, like, do one percent in one percent better a day. At the end of the year, you'll be three hundred and sixty-five percent better. <laughs> I like that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going he to. Always, I'm going to tattoo it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He always told me that, man. Just do just one percent. What is one percent a day, man? Yeah. You can do. It's nothing. Maybe 50 meters run. Maybe one up and down, you know, the field. I don't know. And then at the end, you are 365% better. You know, okay, two, 200 sessions, 200% better, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, I think they lack of ambition, you know, like really. Because hey, I'm okay, you know. Like, I don't see them like trying to go overseas to play, mm. you know, like try something, man. Like you have quality, you can go like Zul. Zul was in Thailand, you know, Yeah, he was there, man. He did great there. You know, he, he, he was out of his comfort, comfort zone, you know? And I think Mr. Clement knows that as well, that yeah. he's, he keeps like pushing, uh, like beating that, uh, that button, you know, mm-hmm. like he keeps there. He's like, you don't know how good you are. 
you know, like to, to the players. Yeah. You should know, you should go a little bit, you know, like a half, half inch every day, half inch, a little bit more. But I think that's how I can be like, uh, help to them. I can, can be a help, mm -hmm. you know, because I do my best. Even I'm, I'm 35, 36 without playing for a year. I, I give my hundred percent every training session. You can ask anyone in the training ground. I give 100% every training session. One last question before I move on to the rapid fire round. We've talked about Haogang youth players. We've talked about some of the better players at Haogang United. Where do you think Haogang United go this season? I, I'm not sure whether you'll be here for more than one season. I, I do hope so. I hope, yeah. I hope to see you play on for a few more years here. But for 2022... What is the ceiling for Haugang United, do you think? Oh, man, uh, we spoke a little bit before the the, the, the show started here. Uh, I don't think we are the favorite ones. I don't think so. I mean, there is like, uh, for me, the, the, the favorite is Sailors. Yeah. They have the best investment. They uh the biggest one as well. Good transfers, you know. They have, they were champion last year. And then Albirex Nigata as well, Japanese football. It's, they played good football. They play fast and, and, and with objective, you know? So I think, I think we can do something special. You know, I think with Hogan, we have lots of quality and uh, the players start to realize that we have quality and we can do something. So we're not the favorite ones, but we'll be there knocking their doors, you know, we will be there for sure. It's not going to be easy. It's not easy. It's, I'm not, I'm not saying about uh, Tanjong Pagar or uh, Tampines or the other clubs cannot do it. I'm pretty sure they will taking points from these clubs as well. But the favorites, of course, everybody will agree that it's sailors, you know, and we have our first test against them. Yeah. And we will be playing them four times, our first game against them. So it will be a good test for us. You know, uh, if you ask me, they are the favorites, but I think we can keep there on the top fighting for it. You know, uh, if you're going to be champions, I don't know. Only God knows, you know, we need to work hard, do our best, take step by step, game by game. We cannot, nobody win championships or games without playing it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You need to play, man. We, we, we've been talking about God's plan from the start. You may never know at the end of the season whether this uh, Andre Moritz will go on to win the title and that will be the final part of God's plan. You, you never know, man, because I, I get the vibe from you is, is that everything happens for a reason. Like yeah. from you being in Brazil, then your experience in Turkey, how it kind of like intertwined with like your failed trial at Rangers. Like it presented a move to, for you to Crystal Palace. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you had like one of the biggest moments of your football career. And then you just kind of continue with that, like, you know, that they're just going through good good vibes. If it's not good, then don't go for it. Yeah. And then here you are, like you 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 mentioned like one year without football, but then here you are in Singapore and you thought you wouldn't play professionally again, but then an opportunity presents itself. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, man, you never know, man. Exactly like you said, yeah. everything happens for a reason. And uh, I think Singapore football fans, of course, we, we've yet to kick a ball in, in Singapore football yet yeah. uh, officially, but I think I've got a good feeling that at the end of the season, uh, he'll go down as to be one of the most important players to have played here. Whether or not he wins the title or not, but I'm quite positive about that. Let's now move on to the rapid fire round. Five questions uh, require quick answers from you. Okay. My first question will be, who is the best player that you've played with? Marcelo. For sure, Marcelo. Marcelo, for sure. Hands down. 
best player you've played against? Against Jesus Christ, man. Uh, it's a tough one. I've played a bit of a... I, I assume it would be a midfielder, a central midfielder, or maybe a defender, I'm not sure. Yeah, I've played with so many good players, man, against it. I cannot name one. I mean, I, I can say the best player I've played against. Or a team that you can remember that like was one particularly really difficult match. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Just let me... I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I, nobody comes in my mind right now, you know what I mean? Just like... I would uh, assume maybe FA Cup. In the championship. Mm. Championship. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, there is so many amazing players. I mean, Felipe Melo, man, you know? Felipe Melo. Oh, oh, Melo, yeah, that's a good yeah, shout. Just, yeah. just come in my head now, because we played against each other, like, long years in Brazil, in mm -hmm. Turkey. He used to play for Galatasaray, Galatasaray yeah. when I was there. He's a he's a he's a mad dog, oh, man. Mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, I was going to say mad, but yeah. I was like, oh, maybe yeah, I shouldn't yeah. no, say. No, he he would he will bite my ankle. <laughs> you know, like with his really literally, he would bite my ankle. So he was a tough guy to play against. Fantastic guy off the pitch. Yeah. Eh? He's my friend. Mm. Fantastic guy, but on the pitch, Jesus Christ, man, always fighting, <laughs> always arguing and fighting. Man. But yeah, I think one of the best players I've played against, especially because it was men marking me the whole time. So yeah, Felipe Melo. Okay. Uh, next question. What is one regret you have in your career? Don't play the, the Premier League, man, with Palace. That was one of the biggest regrets of my career. Do you have a dartboard at, at home with uh, Yen Holloway's face? <laughs> no, man, I, I say, I, like, uh, you have to move on. Mm, mm. You cannot, you cannot, I, I, I cannot be in that page for my whole life, you know. I cannot be in that chapter. Life moved on. In a good way as well, you know. I've made my career. I played for another big club in 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 England. I have nothing against him, but when I hear his name, I feel something bad inside mm. me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I'm not gonna say ah, I don't. I have no regrets for him. And I I have no uh, hard feelings. I do, I do. I, I'm a human being. I have feelings. Yeah. What he did with me was was wrong. Was wrong. So. If I see him in front of me, I'm I'm gonna say hello, and probably I would tell him what you did with me was not mm. was not okay. Mm. He knows that. Like yeah. I've been like public lots of times and talk about it, but I never met him. The day I I, I do I I don't need an explanation. I'm just like, why you know like mm. you just want why, him to be straight with you, right? Yeah, be straight with me, man. Like I said, like just tell me you don't fit my team. And, okay, good luck. Okay. I would move on, <laughs> not 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 the dream on, man. You yeah, know that's yeah. true. He could could have told you like way before that, like before you went on holiday before, to Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> before I went to holiday, you yeah, know? like it was strange. Yeah, it was Let, strange. Let's move on to a much more positive like note. Yeah, like you've been in Singapore for a few months now. Uh, can you tell us one thing you love about the country? I love the the weather, man. I love the weather. I've born on the beach. I mean, I I'm, <laughs> uh, my city is an island. So I love the beach. Mm. I love the warm uh, weather. It's too warm sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, I love the I, lo I love the weather. I love the city. I've I'm really happy over here. Me, my wife, my stepdaughter, we we are really happy over here. You know. Mm. All right. Last question. Uh, this is something that we ask all the guests who come on the show: is what is your wish for Singapore football? You're going to be here for maybe one season or or maybe longer, but what do you wish for in Singapore football? I wish to see a better scenario worldwide, you know? I, cause 
I think you have quality here. I don't think I know so you have quality. I can see from the the, the clubs that I've been, Tanjong Pagar and, and, and Hogang. Mm-hmm. I'm wishing that worldwide, I don't know, like the Asian Cup or, or whatsoever, I can see them in the finals winning cups, you know, like uh, improving a lot, you know. So that's what I wish for the Singapore football. All right, Andre, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I'm buzzing for Haugang United season to get underway to watch you in person. I'm sure uh, because of my day job, I'll be seeing you a lot during the season. Yeah. Uh, wishing you the best. Uh, hope you have a happy time in Singapore, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. You can always hit us up for any food recommendations we can yeah. bring you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Deepan. It's a pleasure to be here, Fidos. Uh, it was a pleasure. Nice chat. Anytime you need me to be back here, I'll be back. No Thank worries. you.